Matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on South Asian singles throughout North America. As a dating coach and matchmaker, I'm always interested in fresh perspectives from authors, researchers, and experts to help me provide unparalleled service to our clients. Tonight, we're doing something a bit different. I had the pleasure of watching the award winning documentary film Meet the Fails with my husband the other day and thought all three of our guests, Ravi, the film's co director and co writer, and his parents and um, film co-stars, Champa and Vasant, would have valuable insights to share with our listeners today. So I'm very excited to welcome the Patel family to our show today. Welcome, everyone, Ravi, Champa, and Vasant. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. For How are you, Jasmina? Um, I'm doing wonderfully, and this is the first one of three people on, and, um, and, and I'm excited about this. I'm going to start with Ravi. And so, Ravi, for those of our listeners who may not yet have had the pleasure of viewing your film, as a co-writer, will you share with our listeners just a real brief thumbnail sketch of what the film is about? So, you know, the film, you know, it's a documentary, and it's mm-hmm. about this time in my life, about six years ago, when 
my parents basically started setting me up with Indian girls around the country. So I'm flying around and they're matching me up with girls using these things called biodatas, which are the matrimonial resumes. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, there was a girl who wasn't Indian that I had not told mom and dad about. And <laughs> yeah. uh, the comedy takes off from there. Everyone's calling it a real life, my big fat Greek wedding. And uh, I feel very fortunate that everyone's able to laugh at my expense. <laughs> so, Ruby, what led you, right? So that is, that is very interesting. I think that is extremely timely, right? So what led you to write this film? What sort of, you know, motivated you to, to get this documentary out there? Well, so Keith and I directed it together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously it writes itself because it's a documentary. Um, but the sure. reason why we did it was, you know, there I was, um, you know, almost 30, single, newly single, and we had gotten mm-hmm. on this plane for our trip to India with the family. And, uh, you know, I'm going through the depression that comes with any big breakup. Meanwhile, uh, yeah. I'm hiding it still for mom and dad. And mm-hmm. all they're talking about is how crazy it is that we're not married and how it's an international <laughs> emergency that, uh-huh. you know, that needs to be resolved immediately. And um, I was just talking to Gita, who had just, my sister Gita, who had just bought this new camera, and that we would have these conversations, and I would just tell her, oh, man, this is crazy that we ask, that we go through this, and that it's, like, totally normal for us to go through it. In fact, you know, when I would tell my non-Indian friends that I had this white girlfriend that I didn't tell mom and dad about, they would judge me and mm-hmm. you know, say I was, like, a really bad person. But then if I went to my Indian friends and told them <laughs> about her, the first thing they would say is, well, make sure you don't tell mom and dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we'd have these conversations and uh uh-huh. you know i thought it'd be a good idea for a documentary and and what we did was we took the footage after that india trip and we sent it off to pbs and we told them we wanted to make something funny and mm-hmm. uh they were really excited about that and next thing you know we were locked in and you know that was the beginning of you know geeta and i spent six years making this movie Wow. Okay. Now, Champa, I'd love to get you in here. I understand you're a matchmaker yourself, so I would love to hear what do you what do you consider the most important factors and considerations in matching people? Well, I think the most uh, main factor that plays in a role in a relationship is you both mm-hmm. have to have many basic fundamental of life to get. Uh, same in order to be gathered. In, in, I mean, they have to be common in order to be together, which is, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, you know, your uh, your uh, way of living a life believes, uh, your religion, mm-hmm. uh, culture, and if these things match, uh, then, and of course, education and family, uh, somewhat financial status and somewhat families also education on both sides. All these makes mm-hmm. main, main, main point in finding someone in uh, one another life. And uh, that is what I look for. And when I do that, I normally do ask uh, 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 anyone that a girl or boy I'm talking to, I ask them, mm-hmm. you know, 
what is their education and where they come from and then uh, what are sure. the parents doing and uh, that gives me some idea whether this is going to work out or not i believe the after the after our education or while we are going to the college we develop some skills and some liking mm-hmm. and some hobbies i do, i mm-hmm. think that can be learned even after you get together uh, as far mm-hmm. as even let's if i don't like a sport if my once i get married and if my husband like a sport if i really love him i start liking it but then yeah. today's uh-huh. the, today's kids are doing other way around many other things you know so but that's what i look for well it's interesting i think you dovetailed uh, jump into my next question which was what do you think are the greatest challenges right for Indians, for young Indians, for Indians of any age, really, in this country seeking life partners? Like, what do you think are the biggest challenges they face? And, um, and to give that up, I'm going to be asking that of Ravi as well as Vasant, but let's start with you. What, what are some of the greatest challenges you think they're facing right now? The biggest challenge I think the kids are facing right now because they no mm-hmm. longer are kids. They don't want to get married until they are 30 and 35 and 40. And to me, mm-hmm. by then, their ways are set, and that is what the biggest challenge is. When you are younger, in 15s, uh, not 15, in, in your 20s, then you have a way of uh, learning and be flexible and adjust. understand adjust. and adjust other person very, very, very easily. So biggest challenge is, I find it, adjusting with each other. Adjusting. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Vistan, can you please weigh in? What do you think are some of the greatest challenges facing facing Indians, uh, young Indians, let's say, in the in this country right now in in partnering up? Tell me about that. So you ask my husband this, Vistan? Yes, yes, absolutely, okay. absolutely. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Hi. I think, like uh, well. Champa mentioned, first of all, the kids who okay. grew up in America here, like my kids uh-huh. did. They are sort of, I think, really most of them are a little confused between the both cultures. So okay. I think they don't know which way to go. And mm-hmm. uh, I really feel for them because, they, you know, they, they grew up in America. And, and we have also been in America for a long time. So sure. they want to be Ameri- Indian, but then they're also a lot of mm-hmm. Americanite. That is one of the biggest challenges that they face. Uh, okay. Another thing is most kids, like uh, my wife said, most of the kids don't get married till 30s or even sometimes late 30s or even 40s. Sure. They uh-huh. are sad. They have lived a life alone. So they kind sure. of uh, feel comfortable living that life and mm-hmm. their independence and all that. So I think uh, the longer they take, the harder it becomes because it's very hard to adjust with somebody else. Okay, um, Ravi, I'd love you to weigh in also, sort of, you know, as as a, the next generation in that sense. What, what do you think are some of the greatest challenges facing your friends and you know your Indian friends and all that in uh, in partnering up? Yeah, well, I think I think I yeah. agree with mom and dad on just that you know people are waiting longer and that obviously makes it difficult, more difficult to adjust. But I also think that uh, mm-hmm. you know my generation is pickier than mm. any other generation before. We're just accustomed to having a lot of choices in every aspect of our life. And when you have Mm -hmm. more choices, you become pickier. And when you become pickier, you know, you're less capable of choosing. So um, I think that is a problem. And then also, you know, there's a generational gap 
that is not necessarily even unique to Indians, but just of, uh, you know, wanting to make this generation above us, you know, kind of happy and just bring someone in who fits that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, like my parents' generation are, you know, they're totally capable of accepting anyone, but it's harder to find someone who adjusts them because obviously they're going to be, you know, a little more set in their ways and, and conservative. And, you know, you want whoever you bring into the family to, to you know, get along well with them and for them to all, you know, love each other. So, you know, it's 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 harder to find someone who kind of fits all those requirements. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. Ah, but do you think, and I'd love you all three, whoever has an opinion on this, I'd love you to weigh in. Um, do you think there are any different challenges for men versus women? And um, for men, young men versus young women in this country today finding partners, any different challenges that you think might be there? Well, any I obviously yeah. am biased. I mean, I think, I think it's sure. easier for women than men. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. I, I think, I think, with, I feel so like with women. women think yeah, women think it's easier think it's easier for men, and men think it's easier for women. Let's hear what a guy says and why it's easier for women. Yeah, that, that debate is going to go on yeah. forever, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't know. I feel like it's. You know, it's. It, I would imagine it's the same across both genders. The only thing that we we all know probably would agree with is that our okay. like specifically Indian culture is definitely tougher on mm-hmm. women. Um. And so that that results in a few things like, you know, I think I think women just go through like, you know, it's tougher times. It's harder for them. I think they have almost a double standard that's like much more difficult than men. Um, And then I also think you see when females rebel that they rebel uh, in much kind of bigger ways because of the, you know, because in some families and my family's not like this, but. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen in really conservative Indian families where you see the girl run away or, you know, do something so rebellious because she's been, you know, essentially oppressed for such a long period of time. But I don't know that that's mm-hmm. the rule as much as it is the exception. I mean, you know, as time passes, I think everyone is becoming more and more progressive. And, you know, look, I think part of it is just realizing that, like, you know, everyone from my parents' generation and after them came to this country, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, what do they expect? Of course, things were going to have to change. If you couldn't hang on to what was in India forever. Sure. And, now, and I'm gonna, I'm actually going to, I'm going to dig a little bit more with you, though, my friend. I'm not going to let you, tell me a little bit more, the challenges. When you talk with your guy, you know, what are the guys saying are the, are the greatest challenges generally? Not you. Of course not you, but just generally, right? So the Indian guys, what are the, what are the biggest challenges you think a lot of them are, are facing in terms of, uh, the, well, uh, well, you know. Well, be, being bad at sports <laughs> would be one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Real quick background here. Are you married? Sure. I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So I and have. Are, and, yeah. you, and did you make your parents happy? I, yeah. I, I would say I made my parents happy, but I will say that, see, okay, now I'll, to step back, I'll give you, I'll spend a minute on my phone. I want to hear you talk more than I talk, but I'm going to give you a minute. <laughs> and I think that, I think good one. that, I think, I think that, I think that Indians, as an Indian, I feel I can say this, I think Indians tend to over-exaggerate sort of the commonalities that we all have sort of based on any particular thing and underestimate the commonalities you might share with others who may or may not share a background. So 
that's sort of my, my view. I do happen to be married to an Indian, but I would argue that, you know, in terms of what that his Indianness, right? You know, it, it's argue how Indian is compared to any other person. You see what I'm saying? So the, the fact that he's Indian to me doesn't tell me as much as it might tell somebody who's like, oh, he's Indian. So yeah, let me say totally. he's X, Y, and Z, right? Totally. So that, I'm, yeah, I'm, a firm, I'm a firm, firm believer in that. The more I do this, the more I think that, right? And I, I mean, and I'm dealing with Indians predominantly, but I'm dealing with non-Indians as well because we are matching our Indians with non-Indians in occasion too. So, um, so I'm kind of looking at the gamut, and I just think we tend to overgeneralize. Just generally speaking, we all do. That's kind of my yeah. thing. But I want to, I want to, I want to go. Um, well, let me do this. Let me take this in a bit of a diff- different direction. I want to know advice that each of the three have. I'm going to start with Ravi here. But what advice would you give Indians considering dating and marrying non-Indians? Like, what advice would you give them? Um, let's hear it. Well, I mean, first of all, I think the beginning of my answer would be premised on what you just said, which I completely agree with, which is Mm -hmm. that we tend to generalize that because we come from the same kind of root culture, that that means Mm -hmm. that we have all these same things in common. The reason why, you know, people really want, like, Indians want, like, to marry Indians is because we assume that means that we have the same, like, family values. And all these Mm -hmm. things are actually Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with the color of your skin but have more to do with Mm -hmm. the way you were raised. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what I would say is if you're going to go outside the culture, I think that's totally cool. But if the culture matters to you and if the family stuff matters to you, you just want to find someone who uh, and is committed enough to your relationship, not just between the two of you, but with the family, where they're willing to find a way to um, to kind of meet halfway, you know, whether it be mm-hmm. by, you know, learning some basics of the language or learning some basics of the culture. You also just want to make sure that they have the, the fundamental things that you are looking for in that person of the same ethnicity, meaning, you know, the same kind of family values that I was just talking about. Or, you know, just mm-hmm. the basic things you need in a relationship, like wanting the same things in life, like kiss and how sure. you would raise that, you know. I think that's the beginning. That, that that would be the first piece of advice I would give. And from there, I'd just say, uh, right. good luck. <laughs> but that's to everyone. So, Chumpa, and besides Steve, I'll go ahead and weigh in as a way. Any advice you would give to someone, to, you know, an Indian, an Indian kid, an Indian youngster who, um, you know, maybe comes to you and, you know, is considering dating or, or you know, dating for the, you know, to marry or, or marrying a non-Indian? Any, with your, you know, the wisdom of your experience, um, anything you might weigh in on? Well, I'll tell you this much, that the advice I would give is get married at Mm -hmm. the right time because your biological clock always starts clicking. And if you Mm -hmm. get married Mm -hmm. at right time, you are more able to adjust to other person. And also, Mm -hmm. you get married, it doesn't have to be Indian or American. If you get, I really believe that you have a mindset that mm-hmm. you do want to get married and stay with that person. And even if you have that much going, I think everything else definitely will work for you and marriage will be very successful. Wonderful. Vistans, any any insights, any thoughts you might have on this? Um, yeah, I agree with her, but what I would also say is that Mm-hmm. I think it's the attitude. Um, if one wants to get married, 
they should mm-hmm. have their antenna pulled out so there are girls and boys always around you or you meet them or see them or hear about them. And if you are really looking, you will spot them. You will see them because I hear too many times that some girl got married or boy got married, and then you hear mm-hmm. later on someone said, oh, my God, I wish I had asked that girl because she's the one I wanted, but she's only married now, even though they knew mm. each other for a long so we pass out a lot of opportunity for whatever yeah. reason, whether it is a fear of rejections or indecisiveness or whatever. But if one has a strong determination, they will find somebody. I, I have no doubt because girls want to get married, boys want to get married, they all want to get married. Well, what does that mean? They all are looking for each other. So it shouldn't mm-hmm. be really mm-hmm. that hard if their attitude is right and if their priority and the focus is right. Ah, interesting. So tell me, um, well, let's go to Indian parents. Um, I'd love to something um, in uh, Champa. I'd love for you to weigh in first on this one. Any advice you give Indian parents whose kids are, again, dating and or, you know, considering marrying non-Indians? Any, any insights, mm-hmm. any advice you give? Go ahead. Uh, and again, uh, I don't think I like to specify Indian or American or anyone in general. Okay. Parents uh-huh. are parents. They love their kids so much. They'll mm-hmm. do anything for their kid, and they want nothing but the best for their kid. So uh, they, the advice I would maybe give to parents is mm-hmm. try your best as a parents. Do what you need to do, which I believe in a karma. And I believe mm-hmm. that, uh, like, if I had to show Ravi and Gita 100 kids, I did. And at the end... If that is not it, then I also have to have a peaceful mind and be happy about whatever and whoever they find. So my advice would be for parents is just do your best you can for your kids and then try to work it out. And at the end, God always has a plan and he will make it right for everyone. Okay, great. Vasant, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think, uh, see, I I agree with her, but I think the parents, what they have to realize that their job is to find the right girl or a boy or do their best, and if it doesn't work out, that doesn't mean they failed or or the kids are non-compliant. Their job is to do their best, (laughs) and if the kids Uh try something else, you also have to have enough respect for the kid's opinion that they are mature, they are good, they can make their own decision, and they can be right as much as we can be right. And I think kids also have to respect the parents that they want the best for the kid. So give them a little mm-hmm. opportunity, little little leeway in their in their thinking and their opinions, and do take advantage of their of their years of experience. So I think it goes both ways. And I think it will be a very happier relationship, as well as they will tend to find the right partner that way. You know, I I can I find that a lot of times with what I'm doing, I find that there are a lot of assumptions being made, and I'm always, you know, there, there are oftentimes I'm just encouraging dialogue because I think a lot of, you know, the kids and the parents make a lot of assumptions, right, in these matters. That's kind of what I've found. I'm wondering what, um, you know, understanding, and, you know, and, and I do appreciate in terms of that non-Indian Indian distinction, but I'm going to make it here, and I'm going to make it with respect to that as well as gender differences. And the question I have here is, 
do you think there are any gender differences, right, between men and women with respect to marrying non-Indians? Do Indian men and Indian women, do you think they approach this whole thing differently? Ravi, I'd love for you to tackle that one first. Ooh, this is a tough question. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting multidimensional one. Go ahead. I feel like I think mom and dad actually have really strong opinions on this, but I, I think it. Okay. You know, I think I think what I see. I mean, the thing is, is you know, every Indian is like very different. You know, we're all different sure. kind of degrees mm-hmm. of whatever our Indianness is and yeah. whatever our Americanness is, so to speak. And so mm-hmm. I think it. I think it varies from person to person. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like I see. You know, again, I'm just, you know, this is a generalization, so don't hold me to it. But I do feel like what I do, what I see a lot of is I hear mm-hmm. Indian girls say things like, I yeah. don't date Indian guys. I don't like Indian guys. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard mm-hmm. that. I've heard, I've heard girls say that a lot, where I don't mm-hmm. hear Indian guys say that a lot. And, you know, it's such a clearly kind of prejudicial statement that I think mm-hmm. is root, root, you know, is rooted in what I was saying earlier, which is like, you know, I think because it's a patriarchal culture and it's harder on the women, I think they feel so kind of like forced to be with an Indian guy. And mm-hmm. as a result, you know, perhaps oftentimes you see them, you know, kind of uh, run away even faster. Interesting. Chapan Vasant, any any thoughts in this regard? Again, just as to whether there are any gender differences that you've seen, right, just patterns you've seen with respect to, you know, the, marrying in non-Indians. Like, do Indian men, do Indian women, do they tend to approach it differently? Have you noticed anything or not really? I think the one thing that we notice in the, especially mm-hmm. in the community, is okay. that a lot of Indian girls have mm-hmm. gotten married Americans, but there okay. are fewer American uh, Indian boys have gotten married to mm-hmm. the uh, to, the, to the American girls, and I don't know what the reasoning is. Uh, another thing is, uh, girls who got married with American boys, there mm-hmm. is virtually there is virtually no divorce, and they appear to be very happy too. So I don't know what works and what is reasoning, but uh, there is something there that is beyond probably my understanding. But we know a lot of our friends or children who got married, girls married with Americans, they appear to be very happy even after long, quite a long number of you know, number of years. Um, Interesting. Is that has that been your kind of Champa? Um, um, any thoughts? Any, any, re, anything, if, and if, and if you, and if that's been your experience as well, curious as to whether, you know, as a math tracker, you, you kind of identified any reasons for that. Uh, I don't think I have also, um, you know, what he's, my husband said, this is exactly what mm-hmm. we talked about and we have noticed. So that is basically, mm-hmm. I know, uh, only thing I can think of is, uh, Indian girls uh, going out, probably uh, maybe they saw something in the house uh, or mm-hmm. why they were up, they didn't like the culture or they didn't like the uh, mom has been treated. So they are like, oh, you know what, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to have a guy from India. Uh, so those mm-hmm. are the thoughts 
it did came to me. And also overall, when girls goes out and find an American guy, obviously mm -hmm. the culture still remains because they know that they control the pretty much kids and house and everything. So culture mm -hmm. doesn't go away. So they knew that pretty much what, uh, and we do know that many girls who have mm -hmm. got married, they go to a temple and they, they are con constantly in a touch with the Indian uh, uh, community, community yeah. and uh, they, they have more Indian uh, Indian friends and stuff like that because I think girls control that uh, overall mm -hmm. the daily lifestyle. Mines, uh, men's are mild where they don't control all that. Uh, I call them ma uh, mind, uh, mild or maybe even lazy sometimes. So they don't argue mm -hmm. with the wife and they just go along. But uh, that is all I can notice or I kind of, I have noticed uh, in the sure. uh, intercaste marriage, you know. Interesting. Uh, Robbie, any, any hypotheses, let's say, um, from your parents' experience of their, their observations, any, any reasons or hypotheses maybe of the reasons you can come up with as an Indian guy? <laughs> So you're a resident. Oh man, you're putting a lot <laughs> yeah. on me here. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. not expect you to represent all Indian guys, of course not. But um, but yeah, just like what any like I I found some there were some interesting uh, reasons that I heard your mom bring up. And do you, anything come to mind for you too? Right? Any reasons God, for that? I don't. I don't have an opinion on this, and I don't. And I I, okay. I would feel sure. hesitant to give one that uh, yeah, I don't believe well. in. <laughs> sure. No, no, this is the I first don't time you've ever heard any Patel and. The first time you'll ever hear anyone in my family not have an opinion on something. Not have an opinion. Okay. <laughs> I hear you on that. So, okay, <laughs> I actually, I actually, um, I, this is so interesting. I actually brought up what I saw is, I saw a pivotal moment in the movie, in the film, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any spoiler, no spoiler alerts for anyone. I'm not going to, but there was a particular email in the film, and, um, and I actually, this might be a partial spoiler alert, but I'm going to say that I actually was remarking to a client who actually had seen your film as well. We actually were spending a couple of minutes on it, and I, um, you know, I had voiced how, what I perceive, for, you know, for where I sit, how courageous and self-empowered it was for, um, for the girlfriend in the movie, right, um, to have sent the email that she did. And I have a question for you. I don't, I'm, I'm dancing this because I don't want to give away too much if people haven't seen the film, but I do, this is something I do want to bring up. So I had a question for you, and this is that. If your girlfriend had not, right, had not sent you that email, right, where she said you can let the status quo continue. Okay, let's just say it that way. So um, do you think, and I'm very, I'm very, you know, I really want your, you know, your um, candid opinion on this. Do you think you would have left the situation kind of continue longer, kind of continue, continue, or did her email prompt you to really kind of put some fire under you to really process things, right, and let your parents know what was going on? I'm, I'm, I clearly understand I'm leading this. I'm a lawyer by background. I get it. But I really want to – I wanted a little dialogue about this. I think yeah. this is super important for women to get of all ethnicities, of all ages. I mean, I think this is sort of something I coach on often. So tell me about that in terms of your processing as a result of that email or if it prompted anything on your end. Go ahead. Um, well, I mean, I think, think it obviously, you know, motivated me. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not something yeah. that I wasn't already thinking about. And you know, look, okay. the movie's more about about you know achieving a, a, a degree of, of transparency 
and courage mm-hmm. within my relationship with mom and dad and just, you mm-hmm. know, having an honesty there. And that was something that sure. I was struggling with despite the email. But the email definitely accelerated things, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But it was something I was struggling with even before the email came in sure. and that I was aware of yeah. that. And, and certainly that was documented. That struggle was documented through the movie. It, it was interesting. I just um, I just got the impression from it that that email really kind of put it a bit on hyperdrive, right? Kind of forced you, you know, in something that you know you may have taken quite a bit more time, right? Giving yourself a quite a bit more time without it. That was sort of my hypothesis. <laughs> and you can feel free to say that's completely not true, but that was sort no. Of I don't know. I mean, I, know, I, I don't know. I mean, God, I took enough time as it was. Um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm glad yeah. it happened, though. Mm, okay. Well, I would love for um, for the four of you, I mean, I'm sorry, for the three of you, actually, to weigh in. Um, and that is based, um, yeah, whether it's based on your research, based on your expertise, your personal experience, right, for Robin, what are the top three tips, right, top three tips, and I want them for each of you, um, for South Asian singles in North America, you know, navigating, right, navigating their search for life partner, right? So what, what are your top three tips? And I, um, you know, I'll just say the first one can start speaking. I don't have any particular order in mind. Well, no, you know what? I do, actually. I want to do this in this order. I'm going to, well, let's start with Ravi, okay? I would love your top three tips, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it out on each you one mean, of you. But, you uh, mean yeah, what, are my, what, are you? what are, like, the top three qualities? Or, uh, no, no. You're th- yeah, sure. No, no, let me rephrase it. Um, your top three tips, your suggestions, your tips, your guidelines, you know, what you would suggest for South Asian singles um, in North America, right? So, so like, you navigated this. What are your tips for others, for men, women, you know, Indian, all South Asians? What are your tips for them in, in navigating? Okay, so the, yeah. so the first one is I would say decide what you want your relationship to be like with your family. And, mm-hmm. you know, not okay. in the moment but in the future when this person, okay. whoever it is, comes into your life. And if you want mm-hmm. that relationship to be, you know, where everyone gets along and loves each other, you know, you know, the thing about family is we, we tend to love each other unconditionally. So no matter who mm-hmm. it is that you choose to bring into your life as a partner, um, understand that the, the, your family is probably going to love you no matter what, no matter who you bring in. And so the key to navigating that world, whether you find someone who's South Asian or not, is in how you communicate. Mm-hmm with your with your family. And so uh, I would say, you know, find a degree of transparency within the relationship once you figure out mm-hmm. exactly what it is that you want. And that's going to be premised mm-hmm. on what you want in terms of the dynamic between this person you bring in and the rest of your family. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. And the, the, the second thing is uh, don't mm-hmm. bring your sister with you to film the process along the way. That tends to get in the way. <laughs> I would say don't do that. And my my third thing is, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe don't invite my mom to join the process because there's going to be <laughs> more things. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> and by the way, he be done. Oh, he will not invite me in his process. I know that. <laughs> oh, there's no invitation needed. These people invite themselves. I was going to say. Um, let's, uh, let's get, uh, let's get the stumps on board here, actually. Let me, let me hear what you have to say. What are, what are your, uh, what are your top three tips for, uh, 
for South, South Asians are really navigating this. Like I know you had mentioned before about focusing on this, but tell me, um, tell me what your top three tips are. Uh, my top three would be, I still believe that uh, check it out, culture and religion and all that things. Uh, okay. uh, even before you go any further, uh, mm-hmm. don't go for look. Look can be deceiving okay. many times. Um, and uh, third thing is uh, if there are good basics of the fundamental of the lives are matching, then go for it and love will develop as time goes. Great. Let me, let me actually ask you a question. I just want to uh, go a little deeper with this. Um, you know, completely, I can't agree with you more that it can't be just based on, on looks exclusively. But tell me about looks can be deceiving. Tell me, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, what I mean by this, look can be deceiving. Many times these kids, they, they are at the party, they are at the bar, wherever they are, uh-huh. and they see a girl and they try yeah. to approach, and okay. they get so lost in the look that mm. they do forget the main uh, fundamental of relationship that they will be needing to have a marriage. For example, you can go on and on and once you like her or him because he mm-hmm. looks very handsome, she looks very sexy, and then uh, <laughs> later on, after six months goes on, they find out she doesn't want a kid or uh, he doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't want a kid, and then they have to let it go. So to me, if you don't do the right thing first, then, yeah, look doesn't do any good. And also, uh, my husband always says that there is not a single divorce yet that we have heard in our uh, life that got divorced because she or he was not looking good. Hmm. Excellent. Well, something quoted by your wife is pretty, uh, that, is, uh, that is pretty cool. So what else do you have to add? Uh, I think the, let me just expand upon what she just said, and I agree. Okay. What we said is we all want to look for a beauty, and I think that is good. You know, it's like some kids nowadays say, oh, we don't click. In fact, in biodata, when we show it to our children, they look at the Mm -hmm. biodata, mainly they look at the picture, and they say, (laughs) no, this is not the right one. They reject or accept a girl based on how she looks. Now, look Mm -hmm. at an outside beauty. What determines the success of the marriage, or lack of it, is not determined by how she looks, but how she is, how beautiful she is from inside. In other words, is she caring, is she sensitive, is she loving, is she relationship-wise, is she very trustworthy, very loyal, adaptable. All those things you cannot see from a picture, and those mm-hmm. are the basic. And a lot of kids use nowadays, if, if they if they're at a party or something, they show a girl from a distance, and they say, no, 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 she's not my type. What they're really saying is, she doesn't look beautiful. But she do not, they do not want to really take a little bit of time to get to know her inside beauty or his inside beauty. And I think they'll lose out a lot of candidates, and later on, when their girl or boy is married and they get to know them, and they say, oh, my God, I wish I had approach her before, because they get to know the inside beauty. So I think there is a big difference in those two, and I hope they keep a proper perspective when they look for a proper match. Mm. 
I'm going to throw you in the fire, Ravi. I thought about should I throw, and I'm going to throw you. <laughs> so any anything anything to add about sort of chemistry, uh, physical attractiveness into this whole mix? Any any thoughts you might have, whether you want to express them or not? No, I mean I actually I I agree I agree okay. I agree with what they say. I mean I think sure. I think there's more to any person, okay. you know, whether it's for mm-hmm. a relationship or just friendship. Uh, there's more to a person than the way they look. Um, mm-hmm. But I would, I would also say that looks are important to the extent that they are at least one small component of attraction. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, the biodata system doesn't take into account is just a very basic concept of sexual attraction because that concept of sexual attraction doesn't exist uh, in that whole model of marriage. It's not something mm-hmm. that's considered mm-hmm. significant. It's not a factor. Um, sure. sure. It's not a factor, okay. yeah. And I and right. on a very right. basic human nature level, that is something that's important. That the when it when it comes into when it comes into which is what my mom and dad are talking about. I mean mm-hmm. in America and in, in American culture, we're conditioned to almost entirely put all our eggs in the attraction basket. We're conditioned to believe <laughs> that the way that that we meet someone is supposed to be super romantic and it's almost a passive experience where all of a sudden you meet someone and <laughs> there's some, you know, like my dad was saying, this concept of clicking, you know, like that, that's just, that, that all of a sudden you meet someone and oh, there's this magical moment where there's some degree of attraction there. And in the American model of marriage, we're taught to believe that that's almost all that matters. And when it goes away, all of a sudden that's not right anymore. And I think that's mm-hmm. why we see so many divorces in American culture is because there's not enough emphasis put on the stuff that mom and dad are talking about, which is compatibility and commitment. And I think actually all three things are important, attraction, compatibility, and commitment. You just have to be able to look at all three as a spectrum as opposed to just leaning on one of those pillars. Can I make a comment? One uh, here is... Um, one thing that when you find, uh, let's say a boy find a girl who is she is very attractive, very beautiful, but once they spend some time, few months or a year or even get married and get to know her, and if they do not like inside beauty, then they do not even like outside beauty after a while. She doesn't look as attractive as she mm-hmm. once looked. Get to know about the inside. So I think there is there is the difference. So, you know, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I I feel after, you know I feel compelled to throw out sort of my my thoughts on this for a second, which you know, so I'm a believer in kind of blending what what I consider to be the best of the East and West, you know, right? Not to be too cliche about it, and um, and I like to say it's kind of summarized in three C's in, in what I look at, and I'm I look at compass, right? So what does the compass do? It's uh, what does the compass do? It, it gives you uh, direction, right? So I say let your values and life goals, so that sounds a bit similar to what Chumpo was mentioning before, let your values and life goals guide your selection of who to date. Um, I think compatibility is hugely important. So I say, and this is where I, I think a little of the West, but, you know, I, I believe time and interaction has a role in re- revealing that long-term potential. And in terms of this, um, you know, uh, I think commitment is a decision rather than a feeling, like you said, not sort of from moment to moment. I like her, I don't like her, I like him, I don't like him. I do find, and this is kind of, this is what I found, is that in terms of the whole look thing, I think 
men, you know, we've all heard how visual men are. That's been, that's burnout in terms of what, what I've seen. Uh, and I, I do completely agree with the stunts in that from what my experience, you know, um, many men need to be attracted to kind of look under the hood and see all the other great stuff that's there. If they're attracted, they're going to do that. And if, um, and if they're not attracted, unfortunately, it could be a missed opportunity because they, they, they probably won't more, more so than not um, from what I've seen. But, and I definitely, chemistry can absolutely be blinding. So I completely have seen all of that. Um, now, I would love um, – I would love to clear any trends or implications that any of you foresee for South Asian marriages kind of going, going forward, right, in this country, um, North America, and the future, based on, right, some of the things that you guys, we've discussed, some of the things that you, you know, portrayed in the documentary, any trends, any, anything you guys can kind of predict or? I mean, I think you're seeing, I think you're seeing a lot of people marrying outside the culture. I think okay. you're seeing it work many times, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's necessarily an acknowledgement of those three pillars that I discussed earlier. This idea that, you know, people in my generation are looking for all three of those things, attraction, mm-hmm. commitment, and compatibility. And mm-hmm. uh, what you're also seeing is I think you're seeing a lot of divorces that come out of, you know, marriages in which people were, you know, trying to fit the mold. And then mm-hmm. realizing later that it that it that it wasn't enough. Um, mm-hmm. So we're in an interesting we're in an interesting time, but I think it's all kind of in the name of you know evolution. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell me, um, Vasant and um, Chempa, any any thoughts, any any trends or implications you're kind of foreseeing? You know, maybe for your grandkids' generation, and you know, that's it. Well, a lot of questions, a lot of discussion that we did here. Actually, mm-hmm. my advice is go and see the movie Meet the Patels because <laughs> uh, the movie uh-huh. is all about everything that we just discussed and even more. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is playing Absolutely. all over America and Canada. So that would be my advice. Go to meetthepatelsfilm.com on the website and check okay. out where the movie is playing or check out the trailer. <laughs> because what we just talked about is a very small part of what we cover in the movie, and those are real things, real life discussion and real emotions. So go and check it out. That's what I would say. Good job, Dad. Absolutely. And he, <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> I think the film did a – the documentary did a great job of, of hitting a lot of, uh, a lot of the issues that we see. So I think um, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, any any last thoughts that anyone wants to weigh in on before I uh, let you go? Any any insights? Any last take home messages? I think any, Mom will tell, I, tell everyone who's listening to get married. <laughs> well, and also once your child find the right partner, love them just like you love your child, and that is the really recipe for the happiness. And I do believe that one should get married. I think getting married is a wonderful thing. Uh, as long as uh, you both love each other, marriage will not have any issue. And once uh, once that happens, also marriage will last forever. How about that? 
Ah, that is a wonderful way to end this. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the Thank you for having us here. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having it's us. Been a, it's been a pleasure. And in case you joined us late, I would like to share this show with people in your life. I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. Would you like to throw out that website one more time for Mr. Patel? Yes, midthepatelsfilm.com, midthepatelsfilm.com. Also, midthepatels Facebook. If you connect with that, you will see all the updates, theatrical locations, dates, and even latest news, and even people reviews and comments. So you can either go on a Facebook with the Patels or with the Patels Film dot com or a movie website, and you can look at the trailer. I would also so, add that uh, tell ahead, your right, right. that I would also say uh, tune in to Fox on Tuesdays at eight o'clock to watch me uh, on Grandfathered with John Taylor. Yeah, Ravi's TV show that is playing every week. Oh, exciting. Okay. And John Stamos is a guy, yeah. So go ahead and see that Tuesday, 8 o'clock on Fox. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. and appreciate you hanging out with us, everyone. Make sure to join us for next month's show. Take care, thank everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.